0: Welcome back to episode fifty-six of the Drunk Friend Podcast. As always, we're your host. I'm Trav. I go by Friend. They're on the old YouTube. That's Alex. He goes by SNES Drunk And uh, weird, they talk all about tennis. It's big. It's been Wimble- was It was a Wimbledon month. I don't know how it works. Alex, is it a whole <laughs> month of tennis? What is Wimbledon? Where is it's Wimbledon? Two Wim- weeks. Wimbledon is in the town of Wimbledon, I think. No, uh,
1: shit. I, I, I don't know if it's a town or a region, but there is <laughs> an area of England called Wimbledon, and there's a it's a tennis club there, and they play on grass, and uh, huh. yeah, it's like a super old. Everybody wears white oh. for some w- reason. Uh, is that like some weird play. tradition? Like they have you have yeah, to wear I guess.
0: white, huh? That white is shorts,
1: strange. white headband, white. Uh, you know, white. Even all your accessories and your shoes have to be white.
0: That's pretty weird, funny, huh?
1: Yeah, um, some guys look really goofy. Like Nadal, he he's always very extremely. He's always wearing like teal and purple and like
0: this these hideous colors. Just to see him wearing all white makes him look like a choir boy. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I wonder if they think it evens out the contrast of the ball. Like everybody gets the same backdrop. You know, you can't. Like if you oh, if you were yeah. dressed like a tennis ball, maybe it would hide. By, you know, if you hit it just right. <laughs> You could lose it. Never thought the... of that. It's like a batter's eye. Kind of, yeah, yeah, that's my best the,
1: theory. The uniforms. That's yeah, my best theory. I Never yeah. thought of it that way. See, this is why we need to get you in on some 90s ass tennis so we can talk some Jim Courier. Oh, Jim uh, Courier. Yeah, of
0: course. Everett Landell. Is that is that a tennis player? <laughs> what name did you say? Everett Everett Landell or something like that. Oh, uh, you got you got uh, two two you're
1: mixing up two uh prominent players. You get uh, Ivan Lendl uh-huh. and uh Chris Everett.
0: Oh, there
1: you go. Chris Everett was the gal from the late 70s, early 80s. She was uh, Martina Navratilova's ultimate rival. And Lendl was pretty much the most boring player of his era, but he was really, really good. Okay.
0: And, uh, those guys were
1: more 80s.
0: Oh, you know what I'm thinking of. So there's a there's a game on the old NES called Everett and Lendl Tennis, and I just always put it together in my head and thought that was a guy named Everett Lendl. <laughs> But it's it's top players tennis featuring Chris Everett and Ivan Lindell. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's what happened.
1: Everett Lindell sounds like he'd be like the a third round pick out of <laughs> out, out of Georgia Tech as a running back or something like that. Dude, it's it, by Everett Lindell.
0: First down. <laughs> yeah. That's- that is freaking perfect oh man well i'm glad that our tennis episode came up because we're having a tennis expert on later we have racket boy who i hear is a prodigy being a young boy who plays tennis and i'm very excited to talk to that gentleman about serves and love and nets i bet he knows all of it guy knows a lot about love he's a very loving fellow that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh but yeah we have racket boy coming up he actually knows a lot about video games and i'm uh i'm playing a an, an ignorant character here as a bit but speaking of video games yeah puss and then also boots in one game you're not gonna believe this they put, yeah they put put they put puss and and boots one game one character one cat uh and it's fun for a minute you're and not even gets, being crass that's the real name of the game that is it puss and then boots yeah not the yeah. Then part just puss and boots but um yeah, based on that, you know, that old fairy tale character, the cat, you know, runs around and collects boots, I guess. I don't know. He's in Shrek. That's cool. Uh
1: he's in the second Shrek. He's I in think. the second I Shrek. Think he's in the I first know. one.
0: You know, I'm glad you pointed that out because when I wrote the script for that video, I had it in there as he's from Shrek and Musty, my editor, said, You better put Shrek too, or you're gonna get well actually. So I got you guys are looking after me and I appreciate that shit. <laughs>
1: also an adam ant song one of my favorites from, Is it really? from him
0: huh. yeah i didn't know that
1: yeah very strange 80s video with dudes running around with goofy looking mouse helmet masks and uh, a woman dancing uh, uh becomes queen by getting rid of the mice i don't know it's hard to follow hmm. but a lot of cocaine was consumed when
0: coming up with that video i'm guessing i was gonna say but, it sounds um, german and coke fueled but i'm i'm into that <laughs> i'm into it but yeah, this game, i tell you what's Coke-fueled about it, I don't know, the NES one, there's a Famicom one I, I cover as well, it's less interesting, but the, the NES version has the most egregious difficulty spike of what I believe is a kid's game I have ever seen it or experienced in my life. <laughs> yeah. It goes from being like a basic, like, by-the-numbers little platformer that, that your six-year-old kid sister could get through to the last part where she hands the controller to dad and then he just leaves the family because it's it's so hard ghost boss you're talking about right (laughs) yeah the ghost of Abraham Lincoln dressed as a wolf or something yeah (laughs) it's messed up man it's pretty crazy yeah uh,
1: I'd I'd be interested in seeing a speed run of that game (laughs) just to see like somebody like oh wow this is gonna be the best easiest world record ever and then they run into that boss
0: and it's nope all done exactly Too bad. so sad too bad so sad but yeah, that's that's uh, one of the games that I did over the last few weeks. I took a break uh, there in the middle, but Puss in Boots, I would say, don't play it unless you're just a man. If you're the biggest Puss in Boots fan, if you're like, oh shit, they have a there's an NES game. I have no idea, I'm a huge Puss in Boots fan, then try it. But other than that, no, you're excused, you don't have to. So that's maybe like three people that have ever lived. Yeah, one of them that listens to this podcast just s- <laughs> swerved off the road in excitement. So, <laughs> Just
1: the adrenaline started going, like, right when you said the name of the game, yeah. The way you said it very dramatically, too, And it's like, you said Puss? And you're like, is he going to say
0: Boots? Is he going to say Boots? <laughs> The
1: guys like swerving all over the
0: highway oh, oh. so good. for some reason well I, I guess it's because of the boots uh, meme from the show but I, when I say posted boots I just think of Lieutenant Dangle from Reno 911 when he comes out of that boot store clicks his heels together and he's like I'm just goofing new boot goofing I new love boot that goofing. I love that it's part pure. yeah
1: <laughs> is that when he sees
0: his bike is like wrapped yes. around a, a uh. light pole or something <laughs> <laughs> like impossibly in a light pole yeah that is the best shit but yeah I was just posted some boot goofing yeah
1: <laughs> what were his boots made out of like pure pure goat or something like that <laughs> i
0: don't know i don't know i thought it was some kind of snake or so i have no idea but yeah it was no a, it was a something rare leather. stupid
1: yeah, yeah it was it was something like these are these are pure these are pure antelope or something like that and <laughs> yeah. he's like doing this stupid dance <laughs> I'm just goofing just
0: new boot goofing oh god that's uh that's a that classic show is so good that's a classic, but. Speaking of classics, Yoshi out there on a Safari. Yoshi
1: Safari. Yeah. And a lot of people commented saying when they saw the, the way the thumbnail was cropped, they thought it said Yoshi's Satan, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> would be an awesome game, an awesome ROM hack that needs to happen because this game is a uh, Super Scope game, and it, so it's a first-person game. So you could basically put Yoshi in Doom Whoa. if you wanted to
0: make Yoshi's Satan. That would be pretty sweet. Okay, I do see uh, that, and it does look like it says Yoshi's Satan a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool i want to play that <laughs> that is awesome but yeah that's
1: it's it's pretty interesting to play such a different game in the mario universe because they're i mean everything's there koopas goombas uh the bowser kids and they're in mechs and stuff so it's yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff if you're a big mario fan uh and you really like you know hanging out in that whole world um it's color and it's 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 more colorful than most other uh super scope games too i i really like the the idea behind the game where you're just kind of on rails going around but if you play with the second player uh they can control you uh can can jump and control your speed and stuff like that it's it's a solid game it's it's way better than i expected i always avoided it because it's like ah, it's a stupid freaking you know uh it's a super scope game where you shoot fruit at, you know, <laughs> stuff or something like that. I expected it to be really lame, but it was surprisingly pretty good. Can you shoot Yoshi in the back of the head? You ca- apparently can. I. You know what? It never occurred to me to do that because I'm just a nice
0: person. <laughs> sure, folks. you're well adjusted. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I never thought to do it. And then I, 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 I was able to confirm
0: that you can, in fact, shoot him in the head and he gets very annoyed. It's pretty funny. A little bit like Marvin from Pulp Fiction. Boy, he got annoyed when somebody <laughs> shot him from the backseat, so... Made a mess, Marvin. God, you should be annoyed at him for I, just... <laughs> being in the way. What are you thinking, Marvin? Being in the way, yeah. If someone's got a gun in the backseat and you hit a speed bump, you have to just automatically duck. I mean, that should just be... You should just be doing that. I'm curious, though, when they, when they were shooting around ideas, pun intended, uh, at Nintendo, they're like, look, we have this peripheral coming out. We need some ideas for some games. You know, are there any characters we can throw in there that... Who decided to put Yoshi in the light gun game like somebody was kind of like we should just shoot Yoshi and they're like no 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 we should shoot from Yoshi and he's like yeah 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 that's what i meant that's what i meant yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. to be a
1: fly on the wall in that meeting you yes. never know i don't know that's a good question i think they there was a uh, pretty con, uh, concerted attempt to make Yoshi kind of like the next big Nintendo mascot Mm -hmm. star thing. I know uh, Miyamoto, I know he really liked Yoshi and he loved the idea of like pushing Yoshi as a a big thing. But the truth was that Yoshi Safari didn't really sell that well. Yoshi's Cookie didn't really sell very well. So when it came to releasing Yoshi's Island, they had to slap Super Mario World 2 on it to kind of do the old bait and switch even though it's not really super mario brothers 2 or super mario world 2 rather it's kind of its own game its own universe you play as yoshi with baby mario and
0: yeah yeah well i guess uh, you know my best theory for why yoshi safari and yoshi cookie didn't sell is because they're uh you know, well, you know, Safari there, you had to get the gun, and Yoshi's Cookie's just uh, a puzzle game with with cookies, you know? It's not what you expected. Everybody wanted to run around with Yoshi, ride Yoshi, and do all kinds of stuff with Yoshi, so, I mean...
1: Yeah, come on. We did eventually get that. They did figure that out, thankfully, so... Yeah. So, I mean, I mean yeah. That, that makes sense. Good thing they did the math there. Speaking of gloves... Uh, of oh, course. You got a <laughs> Super Glove Ball uh, sure. as your recent video, and that is the power glove game that's right Uh, and what was your experience with that
0: well you got to put the power glove on and then uh, what you should do first though is is weeks of yoga and really focusing on getting (laughs) your endurance up on that arm your right arm specifically because you probably don't have a left-armed power glove i assume those are rare if they do exist uh but that's the thing man my arm just got tired like i started huh. playing it and i was like oh we're picking it oh look it works that's neat oh i'm catching the ball i'm throwing the ball wow this isn't so bad and then after 10 minutes of that i was you know my my elbows burrowed into the armrest and the the, can- <laughs> the centers aren't picking me up anymore and it's all jittery because i can't hold my arm up and uh yeah it just my arm just gave out but um aside from it just being neat man there's no way you can enjoy the entire game with the with the power glove you got to go controller with super glove ball it's already a tedious 3D version of arkanoid pretty underwhelming it's a good tech demo it's not a good game mm. there you go yeah
1: did they make any other games specific for the power glove was this
0: pretty much it they had one more it was called bad street brawler and i've not played much of it but as you can imagine i'm sure it involves punching dudes
1: Bold take there, Cotton. I don't I'm know. Just, I'm just be, it, you know, know, putting uh, it together. <laughs> just trying my best. Could go either way. There It might be a tennis game.
0: You, you never know.
1: But uh, that's interesting though. So ten minutes uh, of this game, and you're basically just like Clayton Kershaw after nine innings, where you've got like towels wrapped around your arm with like ice, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I, it's like when they tested this. Is that what they anticipated? Like, did they want people to only play it for ten minutes or so, or? You know, How does that work? If like, they did, man. think that would come up in testing.
0: Yeah, the game is, like, dumb long, too. Like, super-duper <laughs> long. There's, like, 60 rooms, and you're playing Arkanoid, and you have to, like, knock the walls down to get to the next room, and the rooms aren't in order. I mean, it's a huge maze. I mean, like, if you, no one's getting through that in 10 minutes, even a speedrun. Like, there's no way at all. So, yeah, it was meant to kill people's arms, for sure. S- some government well, experiment. <laughs>
1: Well, now you got me curious because now I'm going to speedrun.com.
0: Oh, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, I'm going to see if somebody has done like a, but it has to be like a Power Glove
0: run. Yeah, hundred percent Power Glove run. Okay, so you can play it with a uh, uh, a controller. Yeah, and it's way better with the controller. Like thousand percent better with the controller.
1: Okay, so we have link underscore seven 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 seven, seven. first any oh. percent with a controller nine minutes fifteen seconds. Any percent with a power glove, 17 minutes, 58 seconds. And he's literally the only person on the
0: leaderboard. <laughs> he might be the only person to ever finish the game that way. <laughs> if, if anybody he's out there wants to yeah, play the g- game and, and just finish it with the power glove, you will have the second <laughs> record. Oh, Spear. yeah. He had to go to Dr. James Andrews for ligament surgery right <laughs> afterward. <laughs> yeah, his tennis career over with.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at the super power glove game on his shelf and then he looks at the scar on his arm <laughs> was it worth it and he sees his, his he's still the only person on the on the leaderboard yes of course it was
0: uh, and beyond that i clicked over to the next tab there's a warp so there's warps in the game where you can skip levels but the guy also has the warpless record he had to deal with the power wow. glove for for all the was 30 glove. minutes 26 minutes and 35 seconds of just holding your arm up and pointing at little squares my gosh they usually have these linked. So, yeah, this guy did this on Twitch
1: back in 2017. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he
0: and he's going all out. He is... Uh, yeah, this is legit. Yeah. Look at that. Uh, look at those traps and those delts, though. He has been working out for this. <laughs> he has good forearm motion there. My gosh. There's a bottle of Benadryl behind him. Like, he is... <laughs> ready to go <laughs> that is really tough that's actually really impressive too yeah like i said the power and like when it works it works but it can be finicky but yeah our guy white hat was in his chat watching him oh white hat what are you doing in there that's cool yeah that's that's pretty funny nice man well, maybe we should have that guy on and be like hey tell us about holding your arm up for 30 minutes I, pointing to to blocks yeah
1: i'm up for it i mean yeah. it'd be like playing bazooka blitzkrieg for longer than five minutes oh yeah
0: how's Spe- that for a segue how about it yeah i was gonna say bazooka blitzkrieg all right speaking of peripherals we had a big peripheral month here
1: yeah pretty much um it, it, it's it was fun getting to know these games although bazooka blitzkrieg is pretty ordinary it would make a great like punk band name uh, or like a <laughs> yeah. hardcore band name but um and they
0: only play the blitzkrieg bup, that's it
1: yeah yeah it's it's uh or blitzkrieg by metallica
0: they could play two of those without a I think it was a cover.
1: Yeah, that was a a decent game. Uh, It's just, like, there's no reason to play this. Like, (laughs) it it gets really, really boring after about five minutes.
0: Yeah, that's the thing with the... It seems like a lot of these games tend to wear their welcome out somewhat, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, at least Yoshi's Safari and uh, the two uh, Battle Clash games, you know, those are kind of boss fight oriented. So Mm. you want to keep going just to see what kind of boss you're going to get next. I always like that kind of stuff. Uh, Bazooka Blitzkrieg is the bosses are pretty bleh, and the the levels were washed out and faded looking, like acid washed looking. Yeah, it looks like there's sun damage in the game. Yeah, somehow, yeah. So yeah, it's it's uh it's it's fine for what it is, but it's not worth really going
0: out of your way to play or anything like that. Gotcha. Well, I need to get a, go out of my way to get a a, a super scope now super because scope, yeah, because yeah. I have all these games and I've just I've always been kind of waiting for one to just fall in my lap because I can take three steps down the block and get hit in the face with a light gun for the nes but i just never see the super scope and i really want one now so
1: yeah maybe it's true i don't see him either
0: hmm i'll be damned
1: before we get to emails i gotta run to the bathroom and fill up my water (laughs)
0: okie dokie run to the bathroom and fill up his water what the hell does that even mean is that code i would never refill any water in any bathroom it's what water pitchers are for. What a weirdo. I don't know how they do it down there in Albuquerque. I usually give the bathroom some water, if you know what I'm saying. Why are rugs so expensive? Has anyone ever thought about that? Rugs are too expensive. If you ever need a rug, just buy a new floor and save some money. If you ever, like, man, could use a new runner in the hallway, buy a new hallway. Rugs are too expensive. Oh boy, I really need to expand my tight five. Oh well. I'm driving a truck driving a big old truck pedal to the metal hope I don't run out of luck rolling down the highway until the break of dawn cause I'm driving a truck with my high heels on.
1: Alright, sorry about that.
0: No problemo. so
1: Speaking of uh, horse lengths, we've got uh, an email from Top Spot here. And for those of you who don't know, Top Spot is a former guest. Uh, he comes up with really clever ideas of ways you can uh, organize your game collection, uh, everything from like printing new boxes and stuff like that. Very cool stuff. Check out Top Spot. Is it 321 or 123? 1, I can't remember.
0: 123.
1: 123. Okay. But yeah, thanks for writing Top Spot. He says, between Game Pass Ultimate game streaming services, years of PlayStation Plus membership, and free games constantly available on Prime Gaming and the Epic Game Store, I have access to hundreds and hundreds of games that I've never played and know very little about. I only know these games by title and the cover art that shows when I scroll through my libraries or menus. This level of uncertainty brings to mind Alex's stated reason for starting SNES Drunk. He wanted to create a reference for himself. That, and I'm very bad at remembering story details. It's like when I, <laughs> I, I, I yeah. couldn't remember. It's like, what, what game was this? Was that Lufia or... Terranigma or Illusion of Gaia like what the hell was that now I kind of know but he goes on I too would like to learn more about and actually play these games that I only recognize by their thumbnail images how long is a fair amount of time to give a game when determining its qualities he, he goes on to say, since you each evaluate games on YouTube, I thought this would be a fair question for you to weigh in on. On average, how long would you say you spend in a game you're going to make a video about before you feel you have a solid understanding of what it offers in full? What is your mindset when you play and does it change over your playtime? Are you, find, are you playing to find the fun, or perhaps are you keeping a critical eye on details to elaborate later? And how far into a game do you play until you feel you have enough authority to give a good synopsis of it? I'm just interested in your individual processes and how the Utah, Utah? YouTube <laughs> sausage is
0: made. Uh, I love the show. And your guests keep up the great work. Top! oh Wait, all right up yeah all right oh boy uh you know for me i think it's gonna be a little different than alex because i think uh by the way things work with the nes snes dichotomy my games are shorter uh many yeah. times lasting uh a good 15 minute long game is a is a game that can maybe take you you know you, it takes you five hours of playing it to learn that 15 minutes but um <laughs> but there's really not a whole lot of content there to to evaluate so i get off a little bit easier than alex uh, I've, I've only done one or two rpgs and even for those really it doesn't take long because they tend to repeat them repeat their mechanics over and over right by nature so for me i can put in a solid hour hour and a half and as long as i use the my, my cheat codes or my save states and i'm able to get through a lot of the game um i i feel like that's a good enough amount of time for me to have a decent opinion on it you know sure yeah
1: uh it's and anytime i will agree with you in that uh, anytime there's an nes game on my radar that i, wa- I want to do a video on i'm always like well this won't take long <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah i remember kung fu heroes being like the biggest example
0: but that can kind of backfire because sometimes it's like i'm not sure what else to say about this game that's but, a good uh, point too yeah so sometimes i might play a game and then be like you know what i'm gonna lump this with some other ones in some way yeah down the line that's
1: always a good idea yeah to, I- to, kind of group it in with uh, other like i i do remember playing um this is years ago now but i pl- playing the robin hood prince of thieves nes game and kind of being like oh crap like there seems to be a lot to this game like there's like three completely different game modes like how am i going to cover all this and then i I play it (laughs) it's like oh these are the most like simple basic bitch game modes. this is a very easy to understand game okay so i get it so even the stuff that seems like it it would be daunting it kind of isn't but uh and the same applies to super nintendo really it's a, a lot of games uh yeah, well, especially now that I'm doing a uh, uh, super scope stuff, I mean, it doesn't get much more simple than that. Aim the big plastic bazooka at the TV and shoot stuff. It's just a, a matter after that of like you know making sure you show off the game without uh, giving everything away. I guess uh, I don't. I'm not a big fan of showing off the final boss or anything like that. But like you said. Um, uh, I do use save states. I do two playthroughs, basically. One is is blind, and I just go in, go as far as I can, play for as long as I can. I don't know. It depends on what the game is for how long that is. Right. Yeah. Then I do a save state run where I, I try and see, or or a password run, where mm-hmm. I try and see as much of the game as I can.
0: Yeah, same. I, I, I have to play that first bit, like, you know, the first mm-hmm. multiple, I don't, it, it, however many tries I can get through before I get tired of it. Like I keep getting stuck, maybe just to get a sense for like, how tough is this game? What's what are the things that are really going to scare people away from it? I learned all that at first because my first impressions are the ones that everyone else is really going to base their experience on. So I'm like, all right, people mm-hmm. are really going to hate that thing and uh, this is obnoxious. <laughs> oh, and there's not infinite continues? Yeah, that sucks. So I get all yeah. that. That's that's like the first thing I learn is like, what's the hate about the game? But then yeah. I start using like passwords and save states and skip through it, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, well, you know, now this is easier. Now that I've learned this, I could probably go back now and do this better. So it's kind of a a bit of a jumbled learning process, but yeah, it, it all comes together. Well, he says find the fun, and you you made a great point there. You you do
1: manage to learn understand what people are looking for from these videos so that's what you're conversely looking for in your playthroughs like stuff like continues passwords how many levels what 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 kind of settings are we dealing with and are you and when I play to find the fun yeah that's all I'm doing um, I'm not looking to nitpick stuff although sometimes I can't help it but yeah no I I, I always go into or almost I should say always go into a game. Uh, hoping to like it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that's a really good point, too. I really want to show off a game's charm, even if it's not good. Like, a lot of the NES games are janky as hell, but I'm like, it, it's not as bad as, as a lot of people make them out. People will just hate on an average game. I am mean, like, it's, really, it's, not, yeah, that it's yeah. not that bad. It's so, not that bad. And I, I try not to, to do that either. But sometimes if they're bad, they can make for a fun video where I'm just pointing out everything about it that sucks, and we can just all agree that it's bad, but it's, it's funny to poke fun at. And that's great. Um, but I was going to um, make a point about the last boss because like, I don't like to show off the last boss, and I don't either. But I had to show off the the werewolf Abraham Lincoln in Puss in Boots because it was so crazy. So I just you know, <laughs> sorry folks for that spoiler. But of
1: course you had yeah. to see Well, that I mean it's that that's like a huge part of it where it's like oh yeah, by the way, this game gets insanely hard <laughs> yeah. at this point. So yeah, that's that's worthwhile. That's uh that's uh that's solid reasoning for sure. There there's been a couple cases where I've shown off the final boss too um i can't remember off the top of my head but to get back to uh top's question though like how long does it take to get a feel for the game it it does depend on what kind of game it is just to give a uh, example off the top of my head i remember uh playing a beat-em-up called the shadow it was unreleased but basically finished and that you know i just it's a freaking beat-em-up you just kinda of play through, uh I, I don't know. That, that's pretty long for a beat-em up, so it was like yeah. an hour, I think, uh before I ran out of lives and continues. And then I save state my way through it and it's basically just two playthroughs and it's just a few hours, like not even a few hours. Then there's stuff like uh what was uh Tengai Machia Zero, which is uh far east of Eden Zero, and that's an RP a huge RPG with a ton of dialogue. That one took whoa, 12 15 hours. Something like that. You know, That that's one of those things where you just kind of put it on uh, almost like as a separate project. Like you just play it an hour a night every night for, for so long and then uh sometimes it's it's tough to put those games down and put them aside but some because i i would like to finish them and that but what i end up doing usually is just going to game facts and reading the story <laughs> reading the events and stuff like that because i i'm eager to move on to the next
0: thing but uh right yeah and you make a good point like some of the more complex games like even like Mule, which I know is like, that's no one's favorite game. That's no one's favorite yeah. game. Although someone did say that, like, yeah, man, I have Mule on my on my Android. I play Mule yeah. all the time. I'm like, Well, oh, you're weird. M- most people don't enjoy that game. It's good for you, but most people don't enjoy it. But But um, that was a game where I had to learn how to play it first. Like, it wasn't just like jump and run and hit and like all of the natural things. It's like math and commerce and economics and um, so you know, a lot of it was figuring it out. Yeah. But then once I figured it out, I liked it and I wanted to convey that. So part of my video 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 was instruction on how to play and then an evaluation of how that works. Yeah. I, I wanted people to understand, like, look, it's it looks bad, it looks boring, it looks like a spreadsheet machine, like not even an Excel file, like as machine dedicated to making spreadsheets from 1978. But it's fun, I promise. So it's the ultimate Trav game. It kind of was, it kinda was fun, but spreadsheets, yeah, yeah, it was a hard sell, but I liked it.
1: Yeah, no, and that's uh, and that's a good way to go about it, I think, especially in that case with that game, because I, I guarantee you there were a ton of people out there that that rented that game. Turned it on, and we're like, what the hell is this? What do
0: I do? Exactly, yeah. Like,
1: I, I have no idea what to do. And now they, they see that game, they see your video, and then they're like, oh, that's what you do, like 20, 30 years <laughs> later. That's what you that that's what that game is. So it was kind of like you unlocked for me with uh, Big Sky Trooper. I was like,
0: oh, that's how you yeah, do that? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it took me forever to figure out what the heck to do. Like, okay, I need to go down to the planet's surface. How the hell do I do that? And I eventually just, I was like, okay, I'm going to Game Facts And you had to stand over a certain spot on the floor uh, to get sent in. You just basically get dropped down from your ship to yeah. the planet's surface. Then it turns into like a Zombies
0: Ate My Neighbors type shooting game. That's a great game, by the way. I really, I really dig that one. Yeah, so. yeah. So there you go. Well, there's there's your answer top spot. So I guess it varies, but for me, usually an average, it averages to be about an hour, hour and a half for these NES games.
1: Yeah. yeah and it's interesting that he brings this up, uh, especially the question, are you planning to find the fun or perhaps are you keeping a critical eye on details to elaborate on later? I am actually w- <laughs> working on myself to not do that so much. I'm trying to play more stuff where I don't have any inkling of doing a video on. Then oh. like like code is something i've been getting into um I, I did play a little bit of returnal on ps5 a couple years ago i played uh near automata and you know i I'm, I'm trying to make more time for especially indie games cause this yeah is just, i would just like to you know i the, i would like to be able to just like play something for the sake of playing it again normally when i do that it's the same old stuff that i've already played a million times like Mega Man x or x4 or maybe another playthrough of chrono trigger or something like that but now i'm trying to find new stuff where i can just you know hopefully keep my brain that part of my brain quiet while i just play the freaking game and
0: yeah. Yeah, cuz you've been I feel like you've been treating it a bit like work for a while and you've not you not had a, a big opportunity to play for fun. So that's that's good to hear. Does that yeah, mean you're scaling yeah. back from the cuz I don't know. I you used to be two a week or you're not doing two a week these days, right? On the
1: Try and not. I'm yeah, I do have to scale back a bit just because we're going back on campus. We're like 75% back now for work and that's kind of really messing with my schedule, especially since <coughs> <coughs> excuse me since you went back to five packs a day yeah it's been rough <laughs> <laughs> well done especially since we went uh um you know it's oh alex knows what he's doing uh from home we can just make him do more stuff because he's available more often now it's like oh god what have i done i was so excited to work from home and now they're just taking advantage of it like crazy i mean they're not like dicks about it or anything like that but it's uh it's yeah stuff is starting to pile up so and also owning a house and like having to take care of a yard and you know we have a pond of all things you know there's there's all sorts of little uh we have to replace a uh a dog door there's all sorts of stuff we have to like work on and fix and stuff like that uh we need a new gutter put in the front of our house i don't know
0: what to do about that hmm. uh i just always call somebody else
1: yeah i don't know yeah yeah i'm <laughs> I'm gonna have to do that i thought it was something you could just do yourself but i guess not that's that's something that uh takes up a lot of time that i was not expecting so it's like it's uh thursdays are probably going to be blank for a while just tuesdays f- for now for me anyway what about you? You
0: get you gonna ramp it up here? No, you gonna, you're gonna start doing five days a week? Fuck, dude, I I can barely keep. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh no, I cannot. I can barely keep pace with what I have, which is sometimes Wednesdays. So sometimes yeah. Wednesdays might even take a dip here soon. But um, I have no plans to stop the the channel. I just might have to pause it um, intermittently yeah. for a bit. But same, we'll keep on going. Same boat. But yeah, well, I'm happy to hear that you're playing more for fun because that's that's good to hear. So, uh, right on. next email here is from Wido. He says, "Hi hey guys, have to say love your show. I'm from the Netherlands and don't know what you're talking about when you're talking about your silly U.S. sports half of the time. But luckily, I feel I have Trav at my side. And 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 listen, I I like the U.S. sports. I can get behind that baseball. You know, give me a little football. I'm football all day, especially that college football. I like some basketball. But man." Tennis, hockey, and golf—the the Alex's holy trinity. I just I can't hang. I can't do it. Uh, I mean, I and soccer too. Like I I didn't you know golf. I should maybe understand because uh, you know I grew up in the in the Green Hills. We have a lot of rolling golf courses. We have a nice there's a bit of a golf culture from where I'm from. I just never got into it. But there's not a there's not a flat spot in the world for soccer. No way. It don't make anything that flat around here, man. <laughs>
1: I think the Netherlands just recently lost in their. Uh, uh, so our apologies. Uh, they they lost in their uh, Euro Cup or whatever it's called. Uh, they did not perform well. I think mm. they they lost uh, in the round of sixteen to. I'm looking it up now. The Czech Republic. So our apologies. Oh yes, uh, for for your loss,
0: We um, Yeah, but. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah uh, my, But the point is, I, I, I enjoy most of the sports, uh, just not the goofy ones. Okay, uh, he says uh, he's still enjoying himself a lot, though, in spite of all those sports that we mentioned. He says it's like being in another world for some minutes. Do you guys have some Game Boy ports, sequels, or spinoffs from the uh, NES or SNES which you prefer over the originals? For example... DuckTales has the Pogo Jump fixed on Game Boy. You don't have to do an extra button press, which greatly improved the game. And I'll say that's true for DuckTales 2 on the NES as well. Uh, and Dig Dug for Game Boy has a super nice new mode. I also always prefer the Kirby Game Boy games. There's even a Griffey baseball game on Game Boy. Anyway, keep on casting and happy holidays. Cheers, Wido. And, uh, well, he's close. We have a, a, a national holiday coming up here in a couple days, so... Um, thank you but unfortunately you don't share that one with us so uh good you know whenever uh, the netherlands next holiday is happy one to you too sir yeah but yeah did you know there's a griffey baseball game there on the old game boy
1: it's not very good unfortunately it's pretty clunky Mm. i I actually prefer roger clemens mvp baseball which gets brought up later
0: in the podcast (laughs) Um, with gusto (laughs) yes indeed yeah, well, I'm curious though, because I think I have a few answers for this, but I don't know of many Super Nintendo spinoffs that went to the Game Boy, or maybe there were some Game Boy games that got sequels on the Super Nintendo or something. I don't know, yes. but they. That's, that's the direction I was going to go. Okay. I prefer uh, Gargoyle's Quest
1: over Demon's Crest by a million miles. Hmm. Um, just because they did the jumping and floating with a meter. It's it's just it controls so much smoother. Uh, Gargo's Quest Two, for that matter. Both of those games are much better in my opinion than Demon's Crest, which is just kind of a meandering mess with uh, a ridiculous some ridiculous boss fights um, and kind of a clunky menu system. That's just my opinion, though. We're gonna we're gonna get some hate mail for that, but and it's go- and it's gonna
0: come from me. Demon's Crest is awesome. No, it's- well, actually, I, I give it a B. I just I love the visuals, but you're right. It's uh, it's a pain in the ass to stay afloat and i'm gonna i'm gonna spin off of what you said there i think the i agree i think Gar- Gar- gargoyle's quest 2 is uh which is on the no i'm sorry gargoyle's quest is on the game boy gargoyle's quest 2 is on the nes right or is it the other way around
1: you you are correct yes
0: 2 is on the nes yeah uh, the first game is on uh is Game Boy? Yeah, I think uh, the NES one is is fantastic, but I I think the Game Boy version is maybe a, a a hair better for some reason. I don't know, just a hair better. There's something about the
1: level design in that game that just clicks, solid. Re- yeah, I, I don't know what it, what it is about it, but um, yeah, they really nailed it. The first, I guess it's the because it's the first of a series, and I don't know. It it's yeah, it's really good. I like it better than uh, the other two games.
0: I also like Metroid Two better than Metroid. Oh. yeah Yeah. that's a good one yeah uh and donkey kong which not really a fair comparison because they're both the donkey kong on the nes is just a port straight port of the arcade game it's not meant to be more but the the game boy version takes it to an astounding new level several hundred of them in fact yes yes
1: Um, very very cool and it works with um the uh uh super game boy Yes, get the bezel with a lot of extra features and stuff like that. So that's that's a that's an excellent call there. Although that's kind of cheating, but um, a little bit, yeah. But um, I was actually just playing the NES Donkey Kong version uh, on the NES Classic the other day. I am awful at that game. There's something about single screen puzzle games like that where where the platforming is just really. S- Stiff and strict, like if you f- and you get fall damage. Oh yeah, the and- fall damage is dumb. Yeah, Ugh, it's like how far exactly is too far? You just, you know, find
0: yeah. out the hard way. But I've always sucked at the game. Have, are you any good at Donkey Kong? I'm okay. I can get through like a few rounds of. Um, if you're speaking about the arcade part of the NES, yeah, I can get. I Can get through that a few few rounds, yeah. yeah I, just
1: I, in general, I, I like. I feel like an idiot for getting through like five levels and then just
0: comp- being completely hopeless. Like, I s- yeah, I don't know how get far many others, but I think twenty six. I've gotten like twenty six through. I think it was like that number sticks out to me. I've probably written that down somewhere in some. Pride Field Drunken Stupor. I oh, got it's 26. <laughs> oh gosh. Wait. Oh gosh. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, say I wouldn't cr- say I'm good at it. I don't play it enough to be great at it for sure. Uh I did meet I've met Hank Chan though, who has the uh, or at one point he doesn't anymore, had the world record for the arcade Donkey Kong, which is fun. Yeah,
1: not that, uh, not that fraudlinger. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Not Keith Billy Mitchell. Mitchell or something? Billy. Billy Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Keith. What the hell is Keith? Keith Mitchell was a left fielder for the San Francisco Giants back in nineteen eighty nine. I probably, probably <laughs> is. No, wait. I'm sorry. I messed it up. It's that's not Keith Mitchell. That's Kevin Mitchell. Oh, I have me. no
0: idea who Keith Mitchell. He's is. He's a golfer. I just Googled, is Keith Mitchell. <laughs> is a <laughs> <You're> golfer. <kidding. laughs> no, he's uh, an American golfer from Chattanooga, Tennessee. He's twenty nine years old and that he was just recently cut from uh, a tournament. So there you look go. Look at
1: this picture. I, I don't know if this is him, but this oh, is the the, belly first, out? Uh, the yeah, I <laughs> <And> <laughs> see that.
0: He's wearing a shirt that says I
1: heart Keith Mitchell. must be his dad. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I had no idea
0: he was a golfer. That must be why I came up with that uh has to be that that name. And That's how does really he just funny. look like a golfer? Like do you see a picture of him? He's just a little bit tan as a Nike hat. He just looks like yeah. a carbon. He looks like a PS2 go- golfer.
1: I'm telling you, you could take uh, Charles Howell the Third, Steve Stricker. Like you just Google these guys, and they all—it's like there's nothing else in this this dude in the in the this guy can ever do in the the rest of his life and not be like, "Oh, you look like you play golf." I know.
0: What is it with that look? Here, the t- here here's Charles Howell the Third. Oh, like, I didn't tell Google him. You can- Yeah, I can't tell him apart from the last guy. <laughs> can you imagine this guy as anything other than? yeah he, of course he plays golf what else is he gonna sell insurance i guess oh. I, I don't know that's it is bizarre anyway sorry uh we to jump back into golf or to sports you don't like <laughs> whoops um but yeah i can't think of anything else uh really i'm sure there's more oh and i i agree i think i like his personal preference i don't know if it's a universal thing but i do enjoy the kirby game boy game more than the nes one but that's because uh i had that one when i was a kid so
1: Mm, yeah, the the NES Kirby will win for
0: me every time. Okay, uh, that's that's top five NES game for me. Right on, man. Very cool. Well, so we'll f- take that, take that. All right, all right. Well, Vito, thank you so much for the email, and again, happy holidays there in the old Netherlands, whenever they occur. Happy holidays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: think they I think that's just a callback to how it's always the holiday season. Whenever
0: we get to these emails Exactly, yeah Or it's at least a different holiday at some point But yeah um, Alright, well coming up uh, We do have a tennis expert, I guess uh, But more so than that the, the head man, the front man For racquetboy.com which is a website if you're a collector or if you've been anywhere near a video game for the last uh, 17 years or so you're probably familiar with that website or it's at least come up in your google search for some reason you wanted to know more about what what the hell peripherals come with the turbo 16 you google that you probably landed on Racketboy.com. com. so uh, exactly we, yeah so we have nick aka racket boy coming up next
1: Did you know that during her various Tomb Raids, Laura Croft often contracts the services of a perverted Sherpa named Greg? Did you know that Gordon Freeman actually does talk? And once you hear his voice, you'll realize why the Half-Life game developers refuse to write any lines for him. Video games aren't always great at telling compelling stories. That's where the podcast Tales of the Lesser Medium comes in. Each season, me and my co-host Travis, we drive you through gaming's most absurd narratives, picking up every rejected character and hitting every plot hole along the way. Search Tales of the Lesser Medium on on your podcast app of choice and get ready to laugh at your favorite video games with me, Travis, Greg the Pervert, annoying Gordon Freeman, Barry the Resident Evil gun-dumper and so many more wacky characters, Tales of the Lesser Medium. It's funny.
0: All right, Nick, Racket Boy, thanks so much for coming to Drunk Friends. I know Alex, he's been super into Wimbledon over the last few days, (laughs) and he promised me that we would get a tennis aficionado in here to explain to me what is going on in the world of tennis. So I thought it was a great pull. Thanks, Alex, for getting uh, Nick here on. And, And Nick, Racket Boy, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Really looking forward to learning more about tennis.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'll see if I can uh, be helpful in that, but uh, gl- I'm glad to be here. Now, when it, when hey, it comes great. to rackets,
1: are we talking regular tennis or racquetball or badminton?
2: I mean, virtual tennis. I mean, oh, vir-
1: vir- like, virtual I tennis, tennis is that. awesome. Uh, that's for uh, you're talking this uh, Sega Dreamcast, right? Yes, Dreamcast. Yes. Yeah, that, that game was freaking awesome. Yeah. I mean, virtual t- yeah, anyway, Are you telling me uh, he's not really into tennis? <laughs>
0: Are you telling me this is this is all false? And I'm not going to learn all about <laughs> tennis th- and this John McEnroe and uh, who are some other ones? That, we don't have to do this, but yeah, okay, all right. Jimmy Connors,
2: y- okay. Andy probably Roddick know more than I do, to be honest. So. Andy
0: Ro- uh, Roger
2: Federer. Just don't and- ask me about the scoring.
0: <laughs> I just know they well, say anyway. love a lot. And it's They say it all sultry. They're like, 15 love. Oh, by the way, guys, I don't know if you can hear this. You probably won't, but there is a thunderstorm over my house right now. Oh, so goodness. You might wow. not hear the thunder, but if you hear me squeal, it's because <laughs> oh, nice. there was thunder. And also if I disappear, it's because there was lightning. So I just wanted okay. to give you a heads up. Yeah.
1: Okay. Right on. Nick, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us. Uh, I really wanted to say that uh, you're a massive influence to my channel, which is uh, the Snestrunk channel. But I've really wanted to know, what is a racket boy and how the heck did you come up with the name?
2: No, actually, it all started uh, my freshman year in college. So my last name is Reichert. Uh, It's a German name. And uh, my roommates never really tried too hard to actually pronounce it correctly. (laughs) <laughs> and so they just called me Racket all the time, and even by like my junior or not junior sophomore year, I was getting uh, you know they didn't uh, introduce me to their other friends and everything and like this is Racket and I'm just looking they just look at me weird and I'm like you can call me Nick, uh, <laughs> you know? and so it just kind of stuck and then you know how it is uh, even in the in the '90s or early 2000s like trying to find you know a screen name that isn't taken and uh right exactly racket yeah. surprisingly was taken so it's like oh i'll put a boy on the end of it and you know it's and it yeah, you know, i started mostly on forums and everything before my own website and everything and then when i started my website it's like oh it probably won't get that popular I'll just use my screen name and and now it's all you know i get questions like today where where'd you come up with your name and <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and so, you have to attribute it to two of the laziest roommates ever, who couldn't try to yes. pronounce a two syllable <laughs> name. I was like, yeah. two syllables, man. I would, I would have given that a try, but these guys,
2: yeah, they we don't know do. that
0: they they made history. Do they? Do they know that uh, that your website exists and they're responsible um, for the name?
2: Some of them do. I mean, they're not, they're not quite the same interest level of the content <laughs> as I am. But right, yeah, right. I think uh, some of them are like, oh yeah, <laughs> very cool. So yep,
1: I love it. So. Uh, What are some of your own memories of childhood video games and what made you, you know, eventually evolve into, you know, some kind of uh, website that involved yeah. uh, retro video So
2: game? I grew up in the 80s. I was born in 80 and uh, I, I didn't. Uh, my parents are one of the types that didn't really want to actually like buy me video games. If I so I started a lot in the in the arcades and everything. They'd give me some quarters every now and then, but kinda of the line was that if I was ever gonna have my own, you know, home based video games I'd have to buy it myself and of course and I also didn't get an allowance or anything like that, so it kinda of took a while. So I kinda of started out in the arcades pretty heavily, you know, in the eighties and the first half of the nineties especially. So but there was a lot of good stuff back then and um but you kind of had to, you know, sprinkle it through your routine a little bit, um, sure. And eventually saved up for a Game Boy. I think Game Boy is first. It's kind of fuzzy because it was very close between the Game Boy and then the Sega Genesis. Um, and again, kind of low budget as far as spending. I got quickly into the Funko Land uh, environment of getting that. You uh, familiar with Funko Land before? I uh, got bottom out yes with the little newspaper price list and all that oh yeah um so i remember you know kind of late elementary early junior high like taking that newspaper with me (laughs) in the the more boring classes bring a highlighter with me and kind of like highlight the ones that sounded especially good and at a good price And, and of course you're getting like so psyched up like Oh man, like I'm going to get like these 10, you know, like these really good deals. Like this one's only like $2, and it's, you've seen it in the the ads and all that type of stuff. And so you go cruising into Funko Land, because we didn't have one in our, I lived in a, at that time I lived in a really small town. And uh, so we had to go to a bigger, it was Lansing. I live in Michigan. Um, so we went to Lansing and they had a Funko Land there and uh, come in with my little highlighted price list and uh, I'd start, reading off you know my top choice they'd look nope don't have that one you know go to the next no nope, don't have that one and exactly. so you're like on number 15 on my list i'm like oh great okay you know you finally <laughs> scored something so and number 15 is like wrath of the
1: black manta or
2: something well like i that. mean I, I i like to think i had good taste even then but uh <laughs> but you know unfortunately you know did trade in some decent stuff and I did get my my Sega CD that way and even though I didn't have like some really good stuff it it had a lot of good memories and kind of solidified some of that Sega up- upbringing I had um and uh and I think kind of going along with the route I ended up taking as kind of the quote unquote retro gamer it's I it wasn't always like a uh, as much of a deliberate choice as it is now but it was going back to like the budget aspect of course back then like retro gaming what it was back then was actually like a budget friendly choice you know Mm -hmm. and uh so i i even in like that uh as much as i love the the saturn and the dreamcast now like i was pretty late i've always been kind of late to the game on a certain console generation uh just from that budget aspect and so it kind of built that culture i guess in my gaming life but that's kind of how it played out you know I'd, I'd uh i got the sega cd kind of late that was actually my first cd player but oh um, huh. it is what it is and then got the saturn i think like i don't try to think if the i don't think the dreamcast was out that one i think was still live that was in beginning of college and then i got the dreamcast like right after uh they announced it was being discontinued and then like toys r us had them all on clearance all that type of stuff and uh, start scooping that stuff up, so it's just kind of been that that kind of routine uh and to this day like i think i had a like my newest stuff is a wii u um got my son a three d s but I don't actually haven't played that too much myself, but that's kind of uh kind of my thing i guess so
0: yeah it's always fun to be uh a, a, at least for me to be a little bit behind because I spend so much time on the f- systems that I like. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I have a hard time moving forward. Like I never get jazzed about new consoles like my friends do. I'm really jealous of that too. Cause they're all real excited. They watch, they have launch parties and they're all, you know, picking out the games they want and then they pay $700 and get one or two games. And, yep. uh, that's all they have for a while. And I'm like, I just can't get into that. Like I, I, I'm a little bit jealous that you have something to get hyped about, but I'm just going to keep playing my Nintendo.
2: And, uh, at least Nintendo, (laughs) I think, uh, and some of it is like the style of games too. I mean, maybe it's my old person self talking, but you know, I I think some of it is just the the newer, more modern style in the, I mean, I like the Dreamcast 3d era, but like, I don't know. I just kind of lose interest other than Nintendo stuff, I guess I kind of lose interest when it comes to like the typical PlayStation, Xbox stuff. But I, I mean, I'm not trying to put down anybody that likes the stuff. But it just doesn't appeal to me too much. If there's something on those systems that I, that interests me, it's usually like a a 2D game that just happens to be on the system. And but I, see, I always thought that naively, you know, years ago that uh, that uh, you'd have those types of games that would end up You know, sticking on the the slightly older consoles just because they could run technically on them, but I guess that's not how it goes, and that's not how. That's kind of what I thought
1: too when I was growing up. Was like, oh, it's just going to be more 2D stuff. That's just kind of more 2D. It's going to be like rotating around the 2D. Like I don't know. Maybe I was naive thinking about that when I I was a kid. I mean. Were you the same way?
2: Yeah, I kind of figured, especially, like, say, Sonic, like, yeah. I, also, I mean, Sonic, when I first saw Sonic Adventure, the first one on the demo, like, with the, the running uh, killer whale, and all, I thought that was pretty cool, right. but, like, I really thought that, uh, I mean, this was before the Dreamcast, but I always thought that, like, we'd see just a really high-res Sonic that would be, like almost like any t- i figure like there would be more 2d games it be more just like uh just high quality animation like film level animation type of thing i guess is what i'm saying uh and or if nothing else i don't know like sonic mania kind of hits that obviously but um without quite the polish of like say did, or, yeah. a disney animation it, yeah. or something but like but that was kind of what i had in mind so like on the Saturn, it, it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it would have been really cool if on the Saturn I had something that was a bit more like the, the Sonic Mania type of thing instead of chasing that Sonic Extreme concept right. uh, forever and ever and then failing on it. So, um, you know, the Saturn at least had some cool stuff that resulted. You know, most of the North America didn't get <laughs> the good stuff, but it's just sad of what could have been, I guess same thing with even the 32x like everybody likes to make fun oh, of the 32X, but yeah. but at least you know they could have done some really cool 2d stuff on there and with some random 3d stuff uh and it, it could it's just they just had their attention pulled too many different ways and all that so
1: yeah so that's one thing i wanted to ask you about is that 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 2d style of stuff wasn't uh nearly as big of a thing as when you started your site back in what was mm-hmm. it the mid 2000s or something 2004 like that? yeah 2004 so what was the catalyst that led you to start your website I I, I know you started with like kind of some like blog posts and just like news. Mm-hmm sort of stuff <laughs> I, I do that, remember
2: that do you remember then, it or did you just happen to dig through i'm
1: curious i just happened to dig through it but okay. I, I i will tell you when it came to like 2006 2007 i was there for the forums i was a lurker okay cool and that sort of thing yeah i
2: think i do remember Cause you, you were the forum.
1: you were like the only place that was a retro gaming place that you know had any sort of discussion. About this kind of thing, because that's all I cared about. And other than, I will say, other than Game Facts and other than, uh, oh yeah, like GameSpot or any of the like the big, you know, main hubs of of gaming. And I was like, this is this is lame. I'd rather go to this place,
2: right? And no, that was that was kind of the motivation, I think. So cool, okay. Like I kind of mentioned before, like I I was really active in a handful of forums. The most frequent one for me was sega extreme i don't know if i i know yeah mm, yeah yeah but uh so i was i ended up uh being like one of the more i, I don't know if i was ever the number one like post count person but i was definitely in like the top three or something by when all of a sudden done so like you know when i was at, at my day job like i was i'd be sitting there you know daydreaming about what games to add to my library or whatever. And uh, I'm sure a lot of us did when we were in our early twenties. And uh, so I'd start making, but I'd want to know what other people thought about like, well, which ones am I missing? You know, I know what I am familiar with, but obviously, especially genres that I I don't know that well, and all that type of thing. I'd kind of ask around like, or, or systems I didn't know that well, like, okay, which, which ones should I look for? You know, how, if we're going to narrow it down to like, say, you know, top 20, and this is before like lists were a big thing online, you know, like now, you know, lists are everywhere, but, uh, this is kind of like before it really became a thing. And so I'm kind of, it's almost like the prototype of what, uh, ended up being kind of like my main content muse, I guess. But, uh, so I'd, I'd kind of lead discussions and we'd kind of narrow down, uh, you know, lists of certain recommendations, that type of thing. And uh, at a certain point, it was also like the website part, it was a transition of like when blogging first started up. And like you said, there was a lot of gaming sites out there, but if they talked about anything retro, it was just very occasionally. And if that was mostly what you're interested in, you didn't really feel like following along all the time, you know, just for those little tidbits. And there was a few sites like that were maybe like Atari specific or something like that. But, um, that was, I felt like back then that was other than like, you know, these like Sega stream, the forum was like the only places to get kind of like the 16 bit, 32 bit kind of exposure. Um, and I guess it depends on if some people thought that was retro back then, but you know, by then it was a generation or two behind and, uh, with blogging, I thought it was cool that uh, the whole RSS feed thing, I, I know RSS feeds are kind of like dead now, I guess, but uh,
1: I love RSS feeds. Yes. They're awesome. <laughs> yes. I, I still have Feedly as uh, like a main thing, and yep, I miss I Google Reader. Is, yes, Google, Google Reader, Reader was, was the amazing. best.
2: Did yes. you ever do blog lines before that? No, I, okay. I wish I had
1: now because <laughs> <laughs> i love all rss stuff yeah.
2: yeah so the thought that i could uh, and that's kind of where the news start started uh and, and you can probably tell looking at those archives like i was tinkering what kind of like worked what worked with my workflow because it's it's you know it's always a little weird when you're like uh you're it's probably not i'm probably not the only one that does did blogging that kind of did it while they're supposed to be at work is that I can't be the only one, right? Um, I don't know with video it's probably like right? but but when it's just text you're like you, you know, you got notepad open and all that type of stuff. So anyway, um it was there was the idea that um, nobody was doing retro news and the the RSS feed thing seemed really cool that I could like even if it was like basic updates like have a news feed. And I think actually now that I'm like memories are kind of coming back a little bit even when i was on this i was still kind of on sega extreme forum i think during that transit like the first you know six months year or whatever and i was trying to get other people to kind of like pitch in to like create a news feed for that site and like i only seemed to be the only one that was really interested in like doing it so at a certain point and i i was doing stuff that wasn't sega so it's like Hey, maybe I should just, you know, make this a thing for myself type of deal. And, uh, but at a certain point with the new stuff, you really kind of have to stay on it and like stay informed and take the effort of really like writing all that stuff out and being thorough on it. And I don't know if it's like a laziness thing or just like not wanting that pressure, but eventually that kind of the novelty wore off and it's like, you know what? I'm, I don't think I'm really cut out for that particular part, but I enjoyed some of its feedback that, you know, that you get from readers and everything of what seems to resonate with people. And it was also kind of chasing that, the interest of, of your own, of kind of developing like articles or guides or lists or whatever you want to call it that kind of fill a need. And
1: well, that's the thing, and uh, that brings me to the next question. Uh, you wanted this stuff to be useful for other people. Uh, your latest yeah. guide that you just published is for rarest and most valuable Sega Master System games, and so uh, that makes me ask: like, how do you curate this info, mm-hmm. and you know, how do you make sure it ends up being useful? Like, what kind of sources are your go-to's for stuff like this?
2: Yeah, so obviously it depends on the topic. But those rare and valuable ones, in particular. Um, so previously, a lot of them, like say that Master System, when I actually had a previous draft or previous edition of that guide, that uh, at this point was ten years old, which is why I needed to update that one. But uh, like some, some like say the Genesis or the NES or Super Nintendo, well, I would try to update every few years, but you know, master system is a little bit more less mainstream and I'm probably not as passionate about it. I don't actually own one myself. So, uh, you know, it takes a little bit more effort to get in there and update it. But like, so the first draft, I, you know, information was a little bit more scarce, but I, as basic as it sounds, I'd go on eBay and I search both active and closed listings and kind of sort by price and all that type of thing. But the tricky part with that is if stuff's, like, super rare, like, it doesn't show up too often, so you're kind of, you know, out of luck unless you stumble on some extra information. Um, over the, well, and I, I would also search forums and stuff like that, you know, just basic Googling thing. I've gotten pretty good at research as far as, like, finding good sources and knowing what kind of things to to search for to kind of pry little pieces of information out. And you might—it's almost like detective work sometimes too. You might get a hint of something, and but you know, on forums, people can be like not calling things correctly or don't really know what it's called, especially if it's like variations and that type of sure. stuff. And so it's yeah. like you're, you're you're literally piecing together clues, but then you're using those okay. clues and more searches, and you're kind of going through. As the years gone by, and you know, you get more readership, and you get people like say this post that you posted 10 years ago, it's funny how every now and then somebody new will comment on it. It won't be some garbage <laughs> comment. It'll actually be something useful. Right. And, and so they'll kind of bring more stuff up. And so a lot of times, um, depending on how urgent it is, like sometimes I'll just let those comments kind of accumulate. And then when it comes time to, that I feel like I'm yeah. ready to update it, you're kind of collecting that. And then as you're researching those things in more depth, you stumble on these other ones I don't know if you happen to see one tweet I had where um, I can't remember if it was that particular guide or the one before it where it's like because there's a certain satisfaction when you're when you're getting close to finishing up a piece and you're like, oh yeah I've got all the basics down I got pretty much all the writing down I just gotta do some formatting and some links and graphics and then you're almost there and you're like, oh I just found this extra piece of information like say two more games that are like rank pretty highly are gonna rank pretty highly, and it's like Alright, this is disappointing that I have to write more, but like <laughs> it's gonna be really thorough and really well done when I yeah. get it in here. It's like this mixed feelings like, oh crap, I got more work, but man, yeah. it's gonna be good when it's done. A hundred
1: percent, yeah. all the time that happens to me personally. <laughs> um it, 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 I, that's that's one of the things though where I go into you, you you leave comments open on your uh, guides where you... Is
2: that not normal anymore?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it okay. is anymore. Um, but yeah, no, when it comes to like, uh, you know, your Super Nintendo guides, I mean, those are the ones I look at all the time that you're you're updating and all that sort of stuff. And you come up with stuff that
2: I've never even heard of. And like, for okay, me, that, that's that's quite a compliment, so I appreciate
1: that. Oh, no, for sure. Like, okay, here's Batman Forever from Walgreens. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, okay, here, here's this uh pack for this crappy game that was only offered at this uh department store. Okay, <laughs> fine, whatever. And you still get people in the comments that are like, well, yeah. actually, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know what? Go away. But yeah. anyway. No,
2: I was actually thinking about that today. Uh, yeah. The, the the weird, you know, know-it-all type people. Because I was, uh, some of it was just kind of anticipation of our conversation. But I was kind of thinking about, you know, this, the kind of transition of writing and learning and all that type of thing over the years. And you know, if, especially if you've looked at some of my earlier stuff that hasn't been updated, like, oh, my goodness, like, and you probably feel the same way about videos, maybe, where, like, there? something you did years ago, you're like, oh, my uh-huh. goodness, that is garbage. Like, how could I have put that out there? But it's it's a learning process, and you're constantly trying to raise the bar, you know? And I remember kind of because there's a certain point where the site really started taking off. And I don't do you remember dig dig.com at all?
1: Oh, of course,
2: yeah. Yeah. uh, Dig
1: was like Reddit before Reddit was Reddit. Yes, yep,
2: yep. And so, Racket Boy did really well on on Dig.
1: On Dig, okay.
2: Yeah, um, that was kind of like a big kind of turning point as far as traffic. Wow and, uh, but the, That tells you the, how
1: old Racket Boy is, folks. It's yeah.
2: going back to like the mid two thousands. This is like two thousand yeah.
1: five, two thousand six. It's
0: like, Older yeah. than Reddit. As,
2: I'm sure it's probably the case with Reddit or whatever, like yeah. you all the people come out of the word work of especially wow. when something goes to the front page and you're like, Oh my goodness, I can't <laughs> believe he missed this you know.
0: Right, <laughs> sure. exactly.
2: But it was kind of at that as even though it was painful, especially the probably the more painful ones was where After it would get attention on Dig, the link would make its way around on different forums, Mm. especially some of the crabbier ones. And you'd be like, hey, Rackaboy posted such and such. And, like, you know, they're having these more private conversations, dissing your work and everything. And it's, I remember there was days where I'd be at work reading this thing and i am like, trying not to get steamed about it. And I'd feel, I wouldn't (laughs) say I was depressed, but I was, you know, it bums you out. Sure, and especially it does, when you're yeah. you're in your mid twenties, you're kind of only like a year or two into this thing, and you know you're not like a serious journalist or like you know not, I don't even consider my I definitely don't consider myself like a hardcore gamer. I'm I'm I have an interest in it and I like researching stuff, you know. But you know, obviously, there's more knowledgeable people online that you know, and so anyway, it kind of bums you out, but at the same time. The more you do it, the more you kind of want to shut those people up in advance. So mm-hmm. you're working harder to research harder and, you know, dig up more of that stuff. So these people have less to complain about. And it's, it's, a, it's a useful tool, you know, to keep you motivated. And it's still, even though I don't encounter that much anymore, I still have that kind of like nagging. It doesn't... It's more of a motivation, and nowadays, I mean, Earth. this is like what sixteen years, seventeen, eighteen, oh whatever. God. Yeah, and so it doesn't. It's it doesn't bug me. It's just more of that kind of like motivation of you know, let's let's push a little harder. Let's make sure I got my bases covered. It's more of like this mental checklist of you know, yeah. and stuff still slipped through, and and at least now it's nice. Sure, I'd love to have the the, the super high numbers on like Google Analytics that i used to have like on (laughs) those particular dig days but like yeah (laughs) it's nice that maybe the the audience especially since i'm not on youtube i you know there's a a less of a certain kind of audience that frequents the comments i get i guess on a blog post nowadays so i get a little bit more thoughtful responses and in fact i had uh I think I had one on the master system One you mentioned where, yeah, that's uh, your
1: latest one where it was uh, uh, just a couple months ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I, I
2: still have, master we'll have system. Yeah. I will still have some people that'll add some, some stuff. Like, I think I had a, a guy in the master system comments <laughs> that uh, he's like a hardcore collector, but he's, but he's also somebody that's followed my work for a while and so it's really nice when somebody can respectfully like interject and share more knowledge and it's like oh my goodness that's awesome thank you you know you know i think and it so, is
1: kind of coming around to the point where it's where where it's getting a little more self-aware on whether or not their uh, they're well actually is you know uh, whether that comment is actually useful or not or if it's just you know, pedantic, and it, yeah. it certainly helps when people are, you know, just nicer in general. And speaking of that, um, it is interesting to hear that from what you said from your perspective, because of the forums at Racket Boy, they're mm-hmm. what drew me into the site, and they're what led me to stay, and I did look up my forum stats, I uh, officially joined back in August of 2011, <laughs> but I lurked for years before that and I just love the fact that the forums are still going uh and these are old school CSS PHP forums that just, like, don't really even exist anymore anywhere, which is funny because it's a retro site with a retro format. Mm. Whether that's on purpose or not, on on purpose or not, I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, the discussions there are actually, are usually very useful. Uh, there's a lot of varying opinions, a lot of different gaming backgrounds, and everyone's super nice. And when I first started and I posted my videos, I can still remember the screen names that were nice enough to go out of their way To watch my stuff, to and provide feedback and stuff, so I can honestly say, if it weren't for Racket Boy, there'd be no Snestrunk channel.
2: Wow, cool. No, I was just gonna say it's tricky. Like, social media has definitely changed. Uh, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Like, because the forum for me. I used to be on there all the time because it'd be where you'd hang out again, maybe like at work or something where you're just waiting for somebody at work to get back with you. And you're, and you're just want to chat with somebody on a topic that you're interested in. it. so it was just a cool place to hang out. And that's before Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And now I'm guilty of talking more on Twitter. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, you know what? I should actually check my forum, you know? And, but it, it is interesting that there are a lot of people that still kind of hang out. And it's, I wish there was a, like a cool way to kind of visualize um, like the communities in and out a little bit. Cause there's definitely, you know, some very prominent members that kind of, you know, they fade out. Sometimes they resurface and that's just part of life, you know, of getting older and like sure. career changes, having kids. I mean, I'm a example of that too, you know, um, sure. but it, it does, it, it's interesting to see uh, different members come back in and out of the forums. Um, but it, but it, but it is a, it is a, a interesting like subculture, I guess. And uh, the one thing I do like about forums is just like, uh, as opposed to like say a Twitter conversation, it, maybe this is just me and my goals with the site is like having like a reference of things. I yeah. and that's and that goes into what drives me with the website and everything. It's and as you can probably tell, especially with me revising so many things and expanding, it's like. I'm literally trying to build a reference and like I've heard you talk about your stuff of like helping you remember your games by way of your videos like a lot of my work, even though I was feeling that need especially early on like a lot of it really is me doing research for myself and I'm like learning in public type of thing like I'm sorry if I'm breaking any illusion for people that I am like just spouting all these articles off the top of my head. And like, I just happen to be all knowing. And and not that I'm claiming all my stuff oh, is like, super thorough, but like, you're not.
0: <laughs>
2: but I, but it's, it's, it goes back to just like those early forum days of like, and having conversations with people like, okay, what's the best stuff on this topic? Like, and so I, I start making an outline, I start making notes and I flesh it out. And, and you're literally evolving it over a course of 15 years. Like, that's what it is. And people keep asking, like, are you going to make a book out of this someday? It's like, I mean, th- I'm not going to say never, but that's not really my intention. Like, the thought of, of that being a thing just, like, freaks me out because I am I feel like the stuff's inadequate as it is. Like, I don't know how I could put it onto paper that can't be changed later, you know, like, yeah. be updated. So, I agree on that. I like the and same goes with video. Like I respect those of you that do the video work because it's it's not like you can just go in there and edit it super easily later. So props to you. But uh, I like the evolving nature of it. I like building that reference. I mean, even as somebody that puts the site together, like if I'm in a game store and I'm like looking at these shelves of cartridges or whatever, and it's like oh. You know, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm Googling, you know, Racket Boy defining games for the whatever. And <laughs> you know, like... What is Battle Clash? Yeah, well, especially, like, I don't know if... Uh, we have a store called Disc Traders. It's a chain where they have, uh, is it buy five, get one free, or something like that. So, like, say I'm closing in, on getting a free game. I'm like, all right, let me look through my my guides here and see if I can especially if it's a a system like say the ps2 or something where it's got a you know the shelves are just (laughs) enormous and like okay i'm going to go through this and look through this alphabetical shelf to see if i can find something that may be interesting so um it really is a lot just for myself type of thing so it's it's just been kind of one of those fun lifelong adventures (laughs) yeah so
1: what is bazooka blitzkrieg? What what, what is that? <laughs> can I can I play that with a controller? Can I play that with a can? Can I play it with the SNES mouse? Like what is that game? Yep. It's like no, that game is only compatible with the Super Scope. <laughs> oh, too bad, so sad. Yeah.
2: You end up using your videos as uh, references sometime though for yourself.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I I go back and I I always use my own because i i am incapable of referencing like what i said five years ago or even one year ago it's especially frustrating when i'm like i i constantly got get comments about uh cyclops the x-men character Mm -hmm. and uh this is a video i made back in 2014 and this is what were you talking about like seven six seven years ago it's like, oh, I, and I said some, like, offhanded comments back then, like, about, like, oh, I, nobody likes Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I still get comments like, I like Cyclops. I'm like, what the hell are these people talking <laughs> you don't about? Remember even saying it. And I'm like, I don't even remember saying this crap, like, years ago okay they, all right they just
2: watched so, it yesterday so yeah they
1: just watched it yesterday so all right this is the thing <laughs> this is still a thing for these people and fine yeah, all right so, yeah. Yeah. so that's fine all right good job but yeah i don't get it but no i i i do like cyclops i i'd like that he's cable's dad uh i like that he likes gene gray <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm retconning here. Now you're just uh, setting up to your I'm audience,
0: man. Doing. It's 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 transparent what you're doing. Trev. <laughs> Stick Trev. to your guns, man. You Trev, hate cyclops. I'm sure you
1: have some uh <laughs> cyclops comments here to uh jump in here. Please, please save me when it comes to
0: cyclops. <laughs> Do you have any cyclops uh compliments? Please, please I'm more of a biclops guy. I like two eyes on a guy. <laughs> I've always been into two eyes. One eye freaks me out. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I can't help, but uh, I did want to comment. You know, I as a collector, I know Alex. Well, I should say there is maybe a separation between hoarders and co- and collectors. And I think I'm more of a hoarder, but um, with organization, a hoarder with shelves, I'll call myself. And uh, I, your site is a great reference for for sickos like me who just who just like to spend a ton of money. On stuff, and I've used your guides uh, for. Well, I used your guides for years, not knowing where they were from. I would just Google stuff, and then your site would come up, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Oh, this looks good," and not really knowing where the source was coming from. But it's it's a great resource for people who are on the hunt for things, and especially lately, I've been getting into just obscure consoles, mainly because all the popular stuff got real expensive lately. And so, like, yeah. I'm like, "Well, fuck you! I'm gonna go buy an Odyssey too, and and see what's going on with that hunk of junk." Um, and to learn all I need to know about the Odyssey 2, I can go to your website and I can go check out some of the, the 101 pages and learn all I need to know about not only the library, but what this thing is, how to get it going, what peripherals there might be with it, um, hmm. to ways to hook it up. Maybe if it doesn't work, I can just sell it and settle for the emulation options that are listed there and all this stuff. So it's it's a complete um, you know, guide for people who are you know, whether you're interested in something obscure, like I often am, or even like, I feel like I know just about everything there is to know about the NES at this point, but I just scrolled through that page again, and there were some peripherals there I'd never seen before. So it's it's such awesome. a, a rich and uh, a great resource. I'm just curious about, because you have some price guides listed there, and I know you update that with some regularity, or there's some guides that come out with some regularity.
2: It's getting harder these days with all the yeah, on, and I know yeah.
0: that that stuff is really hard to keep updated because minute to minute, almost it changes. But I'm just curious, like how do you how do those where, where do those prices come from? Because I know there there are some resources that are known to collectors. I don't know if you use that or if you have your own algorithm or like how do you yeah. how do you come up with that?
2: Um, like I know there's a couple of sites that kind of collect the the values kind of the automated fashion. Which I will check on those every now and then just to kind of. Uh, in more recent years, that kind of helps me do some, like, I'll, I'll honestly dump some of that into an Excel and kind of sort just to kind of give me a uh... A, a starting almost, line. yeah. But it is it is interesting, once you start digging in, how inaccurate some of them are, and it's... I can't blame them, because trying to scrape eBay listings with different titles, especially when you're dealing with different conditions, and very, and bootlegs, and all that type of stuff, like... You're just asking for trouble. So um, I'll only use those as very initial run um, kind of sources. And then I literally will go I through uh, eBay c- completed with sold listings just to kind of. And I know there's the the possibility of ones like being a completed auction, but then the payer doesn't, you know finish up the transaction or something like that. So but that's kind right. of hard to know. But I, my goal is to really only look at ones that are actually sold as opposed to, you know, somebody just asked this crazy amount of number, money for it and nobody is willing to pay that, you know? Right. And that's um, what I was going so, to ask
0: is, do you find like, because yours is a little more curated uh, and there's obviously, they're they're doing their best, but it's it's very automated. Do, mm-hmm. do you find that the, the differences mainly favor that these games are less expensive than, than these other sites say when you actually dig into it?
2: Um, I mean, it's kind of hit or miss. Okay. So on my, like on the rare and valuable ones, when you have the high range, that, and I try to put this in the introduction of each one, um, but like it's, my goal is to show the highest price that it's sold for in the, assuming it's not like an ultra rare, like, Say, on the Atari 2600, there's some games that really you only see surface. You're lucky if you see it surface once a year. Sometimes it's every few years type of thing. Right, so right. I'm not expecting to see a sale in the last 30 days necessarily. But say, you know, Super Nintendo, obviously, like most games, you'll at least have something complete a sale every now and then. So I'm I'm looking at complete auctions and, and eBay only lets you see stuff that's like in the last 30, 45 maybe 60 days if you're lucky. i can't remember where the cutoff is it's right. kind of annoying that they kind of dump that history but yeah um so i i look at the highest one that isn't like a sealed if it's a sealed one i'll put it in parentheses off to the side and put like this dollar amount for sealed but um usually those high ones are like now especially nowadays where it's like super mint it's not graded because i'll i won't count graded in that range either it's like Good. complete in a lot of <laughs> cases you know obviously manual and any inserts that type of thing the lowest of the range i usually i don't want to put the very lowest i put basically uh like the average price for like a loose copy uh just to kind of make it semi-realistic if that makes sense yeah absolutely yeah so because my goal is when somebody sees that range they're like okay the bottom is what i can kind of expect to pay for it as long as i'm not looking for and some of them you know depending on the system sometimes you can get one in a package maybe not super mint but you could get one in a, in a box or something for not that much more than a loose right right cartridge or disc or whatever so like that bottom price is kind of like if you're on a budget that's what you could maybe score it for whereas the highest one is like gem mint that's not sealed or graded
0: right and as a loose collector i'm always looking at that i don't even i don't even look at that other price you put i look at that first price yeah yeah (laughs) it's more of an
2: an aspirational and especially now that the i mean this isn't me but like obviously there's especially over these last couple years it's becoming a thing where i've heard it likened to like the comic book collecting not that i'm not i'm not a comic book collector but just kind of that thing of like pop culture collecting of like you know gem mint stuff that's like um and that's why you're seeing a lot of whether it's nes or super nintendo of like they're not necessarily rare games but they're the iconic games but super mint you know Mm -hmm. and those are going for crazy amount of money now so yeah yeah so that uh those kind of high prices, it kinda plays to that market a little bit. Even though that's not my gig, it's like I know there's people that are into that. So
0: Absolutely, yeah. And and for for these things that that you're putting together, so I just I pulled one up. I'm looking at uh, rare and valuable uh Sega Game Gear games here and it, it you have mm-hmm. a disclaimer, you know, accurate as of May twenty twenty one. How long does it take you to put something like this together? Do you find that when you're done you have to go back and, and double check the prices? I mean are you doing this in a I, day
2: uh, I, I so I, I I do that uh, especially at least for the top ones because that is especially if depending on my workflow what I got going on in life all that sometimes I'll, there's a gap of like a month and a half two months from when mm. I very start the the thing and I and they're in the process I'm putting those initial price ranges in there and then I you know because I need that ranking because I don't want to there's nothing more annoying than starting to write like this whole three-paragraph thing on something, and then you're like, oh, crap, now it doesn't make the cut of the... <laughs> yeah, um. exactly. So you want that outline pretty pretty well done ahead of time. Yeah. So you're doing all the writing and all that, and then and obviously, and this is where that whole thing of, comes in of like the, the know-it-all person that comments afterwards. Well, like, actually, there he is. Yeah, what are you talking about? That game goes for this much now. <laughs>
1: actually, the so, game so to I actually ha- goes
2: for you know, this much right, right, hit <laughs> yeah. As you're getting ready to hit that publish button, you're like, Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> double check these again. And, oh, this one especially these days, you know, with pre- whether it's stimulation money or just the crazy <laughs> collecting market. Like sometimes there's games where you see it jump mm. up, uh, you know, another fifty bucks or hundred bucks or something like that. It's like okay, sure. and I've had I've had to. Luckily, I haven't had too many where I that situation where all of a sudden like this game that I had a write up for is now you know five spots lower. But I have had ones that literally from the time I. I, uh, wrote one, the first outline to when I'm getting ready to publish, like jumps a couple spots, you know, in the list type of thing. Uh, so I do, I do try to. So
1: when it comes to someone like, uh, for example, a, uh, like metal Jesus, and he has made Mm -hmm. uh, multiple videos about this and he gets accused of, uh, like he'll make a hidden gems video or something like that. And people say that it's his fault for raising the prices of those games. Uh, do, do, what's your opinion of that? Do you think that that's actually like a, a real a real thing?
2: Um, I think it depends on how it's presented and like if it's something that is maybe like unknown beforehand and then the pitch is really compelling and there and there's a good enough number of people are like, "Oh man, I should check that out," you know? No, it's a little. I would assume it's a little trickier for if it's something that's already got some value behind it. Um, how much that actually moves the needle, you know, type of thing. Because there's only so many people that are. Sure. So, if, um, we're so like Advan- if we're talking
1: like Tales if we're talking like Tales, Tales Adventure for mm-hmm. game Game Gear, like that's yeah. a that's a legitimately great game, like for Game Gear. Right. Like, do you, do you think that game would go up in value?
2: Uh, I think it. I, I I think. See, there's certain games like that that I think, you know, because there's uh, games like that, if there was diehard people from back in the day, you know, hmm. they're enthusiastic about it, but it doesn't have, especially for a system like Game Gear, where it doesn't have like a huge following. But the YouTube world has changed the, the environment so much. It, I mean, it brings in a lot of younger demographic and, uh, the people that wouldn't have like dug into it. I I wish I could see like the trends more of like say ages and what they're picking up and all that. You could kind of get a feel for it just from hearing people talk. But it'd be really cool to like see actual statistics and everything. Maybe that's just my geeky self, but um there is kind of that 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 people generations of people like transitioning into and exploring Systems that are earlier than when they grew up, type of thing. And but it's weird though. With emulation and all that, you can't help but wonder: like, are people really buying physical copies of these things on a whim based on somebody's rig? But it is interesting, even though it's easy to be skeptical that, say, somebody like Metal Jesus or yourself shifts a game. But there are maybe it's not them in particular, but I have heard cases after the fact of like i'm trying to think which one it was Here, let me look at my if you don't mind me there was somebody what was i talking oh it was uh what's that shooter on the genesis uh truxton i think it was truxton and because that was a big uh kind of had the meme going of uh was it retro game room i think or GameSec maybe over, an and FFA. CGR. Yeah. I was because I had pointed out like a month or two ago that the value had actually gone down a lot because it was it used to be like say number five or four on my list of the Genesis ones of the most valuable. Please and it tell like, me it's gone down. It has. <laughs> Part of it, my reasoning was that they had there was that uh, it's a licensed reissue, but it it was reissued, and so there was a lot of opportunity to buy like this this new version of Truxton. So that was my take on it, but somebody else is chiming in, like, "Oh, since Retro Game Room uh, shut down or whatever, and like, and that meme has died off. That that's part of it." And I'm like, "Okay, I mean, I guess so, but uh, you know, I, that was that- his
1: that was his big thing. That was his big thing was just like, oh, uh, Truxton is he memed a mediocre game into being like this big thing." Yeah.
2: So, so you, you could argue that that helped push the. I mean, shooters in general have really kind of taken off as far as collecting goes. I mean, it's a very. You know, it's, let's let's
1: do this with uh, the the phalanx guy. Let's let's do this with phalanx. You know, the game with the guy with the big beard on the cover, the old banjo guy. Yeah, we're 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 going to turn that into a into a. Into a hidden gem, into a big, it's a perfectly fine game, but uh, it has no business going for any more than I don't know fifteen bucks or something like that. But <laughs>
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna timestamp this, and uh, I'm gonna start tracking the prices immediately. <laughs> so, so I'm curious, are you like fully skeptical of that theory, or do you think there's a? Uh, I
1: think there's kind of, sort of, something to it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it, it I get, I think you're right in that it does depend on the game, it depends on the age group it, it, it'll, it'll apply to, and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's tricky.
2: I'm sure there, there's probably like, uh, because I think it really has to do, if there is any correlation, it's probably with like the super iconic, uh, YouTubers. Not that you're not one, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but like, say the, and, and I'm talking about ones that I actually don't, Watch that much? Like, I know there's a lot of, you know, I mean, I guess I don't have to state that a lot of people watch it because doesn't uh, Angry Video Game Nerd doesn't have like millions? I actually don't. Yeah, watch though that that's, I I get what you're
1: saying, but it's like,
2: because uh, some uh-huh. of them probably by like, because uh, one that came up in the Master System was, I guess he did a an, uh, an episode of the Elf Master System game, and uh, it is kind of a harder one to find. It's when it was one of the last games made for the system, so there is a rarity to it. But uh I guess that Elf video of his was fairly popular and he uh, he made kind of a deal about it. So theoretically, like if somebody was a big fan of the channel and kind of wanted to like build a little collection, maybe not every game that he talks about, but if there is one that kind of like struck a nerve with it. I, I
1: legit claim ignorance to that because I okay. did not know that that was <laughs> a
2: thing, but
1: <laughs> I legit did not know that was a thing. Well, yeah, but, I had, um, I had, to, I had
2: to... Put a theory out there. I'd say it probably only factors into like five, ten percent of. But it, it it can it can be that thing that maybe starts a snowball down a hill. <laughs> you I, know, yeah, I, I get, and that, then it yeah. starts building more cultural relevance over time. It and that's my one thing I notice about a lot of the trends, because after you study like what's worth a lot on a system over the course of like a decade or two, like you you see certain shifts of, like... Because obviously when a game's just coming off of, like, it's a generation or two old, it's still the ones that are, like, um, you know, popular games, so to speak. And and some niche ones, like, you know, some RPGs or whatever. But then as the, the system gets, you know, 10, 15 years old, then you start getting some of these weird oddities starting to show up and bubble. And it really and some of them are like rare but people didn't realize were rare until later and i'm i'm sure that changes more as like people like me and other youtuber and youtubers start you know bringing more information to light but it really is like a surface scene of like certain collectors start noticing that something's hard to find and then the word spreads and it's like oh my goodness i got to score this one if i want the complete collection and you know before it gets out of hand and so, and it's just like the sphere of missing out type of thing, and you know, it just kind of builds. So, exactly,
1: yeah, you summed it up correctly, yeah, exactly, yeah.
2: So, so theoretically, a YouTuber could start pushing that snowball down the hill. And, uh, yeah, so Trav, what
1: NES game are you gonna start pushing? Um, uh, all of them, <laughs>
0: buy all of them. <laughs> But no, I, be I, busy. <laughs> I have most of them, I only have a few left. But I think, uh, I think there's some truth to it, Alex, because, you know, I've, I watch your videos to find out what games to buy. So, I mean, that you it does factor ah! in. But I think, <laughs> I, I think it has to be, uh, you know, a collector has to watch it. I don't think anybody's going to see your video for the first time and be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out and buy a physical copy of of whatever game you were talking about earlier, Blitzkrieg Bop or whatever it was. You know, I think that's. Uh, <laughs> think it has to be a collector first and then, you know, I, I don't think you're getting many people into collecting, maybe. But, you know, if people like me are watching, they might be like, oh, yeah, I didn't, I've never heard of this. Maybe I'll check it out. Maybe if I find yeah, I it, I'll it. buy it.
2: Yeah, I think it depends on the... Per, but I think, you know, his channel, maybe I'm biased because I'm a subscriber. He, you're honestly, like, one of the... I don't do, like, a ton of YouTube subscribing, but you are literally one of the probably only five gaming channels that I actually subscribe to. So if I am, like, whether I'm going through your archives or watching something new, like, there's been a handful of times where it's like, you know, that's... I Even though I've heard of the game, like, your pitch kind of, like, I think I might pick that one up, you know, type of thing. So I can't be the only one that kind of fits into that. It's just a matter of how widespread that is.
0: And, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yep. I mean, that's the whole point, I guess, is uh, to share these things. And sometimes well, when you that's share super them, people cool. buy yeah, them. yeah.
1: I hope uh, I end up uh, recommending you something that
0: you will regret for the rest of your life. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. There have been a few that I've wanted my money back from you on, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I'm kidding, um, but yeah, I think you know we're about at an hour, Nick, and you have been an a fantastic guest. I've learned a lot Appreciate about uh, yeah the website. Sure and a- oh.
1: Okay, and just like that, it oh is goodness. listener question time. This question is for all three of us. <clears throat> uh, it, the question comes from Jason uh, from the Patreon. He says, "Is there is uh, is there a game out there?" where you know every minute little detail, but no one would ever care. The more forgettable the game, the better. To use me as an example, and it, me being uh, Jason, the the writer, I know everything there is to know about Wrath of the Black Manta. Oh, man.
2: I mean, the, it, sadly, like the games that I was that in-depth on were probably my earlier years. My memories gonna be super fuzzy, but I'm also one of those types that the tension span just isn't quite there. And so like <laughs> the, the, the number of games that I actually finish nowadays are relatively slim. So sadly, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Sorry to disappoint.
1: No worries. No, the the, the Trev, do you have something that, uh, where there's something where, you know, every detail,
0: where I don't know about like... every detail, but I'd say the game that I could, uh, be, you know, the most I'm the most learned on would probably be the original legend of Zelda. I've just played through it so much
1: when it comes to the map. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you like, Hey, where do I burn the bush?
2: Yeah,
0: I can get you there for sure.
2: Yeah. yeah. See, the tricky thing of the question was the one that nobody like Sonic two. I, I mean, that's the one that I probably know, know inside and out, but, uh, I mean, I might not be able to draw a map out for you of every level, but, uh, it's it is one of those games that it's like you just have that muscle memory and uh, um and then if I'm this probably doesn't fit into the answer but like something other like do you ever play uh no I'm not asking if you played the Super Nintendo version but have you played the Sega Genesis or the Neo Geo version of uh, Super Baseball 2020? Oh yeah yeah hell yeah okay so that one that that was one of. That was one that I had because, you know, like when you're a kid, at least I'm assuming you're kind of like me where you didn't have like a ton of games, but I was a baseball fan. And even though I had World Series Baseball, too, like there's something about Super Baseball 2020 and I just kind of got sucked up into that. And um, I probably don't know every detail, but it is strange how much I absorbed that one as weird as that one is. Uh, So that one's probably got to be somewhere in that zone. Because that one has its own kind of like set of rules. It's not like all standard, uh, you know. Because you had, uh, what is it, you, uh, home runs are only like over center field or something. And then all the rest of it, like even the foul territory, it's all over glass. And like the ball could roll back down and all that type of stuff. So just all those little oddities, you know, that unless you've played it a decent amount, you're probably not. And I honestly have not played it. I don't know if I played it this year or... I probably played it last year, but because last year was twenty twenty, so I'm pretty sure I played it. But uh, uh, I didn't play Ken Griffey Jr. baseball today, though. For what? I oh, you did? Yes. Okay. All right. And yes. I was. It's been a while, and I was surprised on how fast those fastballs fly. Am I crazy? Oh goodness, those are a little fast, right?
1: Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Okay. No, it's 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 tough uh, to uh, get the bat around on those, and it is tough to uh, pick the right team. Mm, to okay. uh, the right lineup to who, who if, if you don't uh, mind me asking who did you pick to uh, I, I play? I did an
2: all-star game today. Oh right on okay. Uh, I tried doing the home run derby and I don't know if I did something wrong but it just made me watch Griffey hit home runs for a while and I never got to play with <laughs> after, for a while is that did I do something <laughs> wrong?
1: No <laughs> (laughs) that's hilarious okay (laughs) is that a thing
2: i mean no it's
1: not i mean it kind of is a thing but it's not because i I hit
2: single player because i wasn't playing with anybody else and then it just i just watched the computer play as griffy and he never got out and i'm just sitting there watching it's been a while since i played that one but uh, (laughs) i'm like okay i'm gonna reset this now
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're fine you're fine right on yeah what about you alex
1: my pick is of all things, uh, Roger Clemens MVP baseball for Game Boy, and uh, it's just one of those games you somehow end up with as a kid, and you just kind of make the best of it because it's not all that great of a game, <laughs> and as a result, you just end up knowing like which, for example, like which player is supposed to emulate which real life player. Uh, There's no real teams or players here, but I know all the dumb little quirks about the pitching, uh, the batting, the fielding, and it's all completely useless, and no one would ever care. I I think I'm one of like 20 people on Earth that own that game, and I I also still own the box and the book for some reason, but
0: yeah, there you go. Good. Well, what a good note to go out on. We all got sold on a terrible baseball game for the game. Sorry. Thank you so much, Alex. Yeah, that, That's uh, yeah, what Nick, I do. Thanks so much, man. Uh, everyone, please go check out racketboy.com. And thanks so much for taking the
1: time to hang out with us for a little bit. Racketboy.com, hugely influential site. Everybody should go there and check it out. I'm very flattered. I appreciate
2: it.
0: All right, everyone. That's been another Drunk Friend podcast. As always, you can reach out to us with questions or comments at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We'll respond or read it here eventually. Just just wait till the holidays. We usually will get to it. <laughs> please, please head over to polymedianetwork.com if you want to hear more podcasts from us or our crew. We got Tales of the Lesser Medium, Petey's Power Hour, Polykill, which is more me, unfortunately, and Indie Quest if you're into indie games.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, you don't have to wait for any old holiday. I mean, coming up, we've got uh, the 4th of July. we got Labor Day after that. You know, there's not a real holiday
0: in the U.S. in August. It's my birthday. Like that's... Uh, like, oh, well, yeah, there, you that's, there you go. There you go. There you go. Yep. Yeah, nest Friend so can, Day. I'm, excuse me. <laughs> nest Friend Day, everybody. Woo!
1: <laughs> if you're not interested in sending an email that's no big deal, just give us a rating and review. You know, we're up to like eighty seven reviews or uh ratings at this point. It's kinda cool. Hell yeah, thanks uh, guys. We're, we're at like four and a half stars or something like what? that. One guy hated us.
0: One guy and they're four and a half. Oh.
1: Well, at least I should say at least one guy. Uh or one gal. Just give us a rating and review on a podcast app of
0: your choice and that'll help us out big time. You know, on Nest Friend Day this year, I would really love a super scope, so keep that in mind, folks. you're you can find us all on social media, on Twitter. I'm at TraffPlaysGames. Alex, of course, he's over there. It's an drunk, And you can follow Nick at RacketBoy. As always, the music you heard in the beginning, you can
1: hear right now, and can hear right now, was composed by our friend Cooler. The track you hear is called Electric Star Bounce, and you can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. And shout-out to Josh Leslie, as usual, for a thirst-quenching logo. See, what I was doing is going to Instagram and looking up that uh Place that you recommended that uh, use gameplays. So I was going to see if they had a super scope by any chance. Ah. See if uh,
0: see if they had something, but uh, it doesn't look like they do. Bummer. Well, be sure. Which to is a bummer. That is. Be sure to catch us all on YouTube anyway, and thanks for listening. Yeah, uh, and we hope you have a great rest of your day.